0: All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault behind the vault door. My name is Mark Morali. I'll be your podcast host for this evening. <clears throat> You'll have to forgive me, folks. I've uh, been uh, been outdoors and indoors uh, quite a bit, and uh, with all the changes in the weather and the uh, going from air conditioned rooms to uh, sweltering heat, uh, I think I caught myself a bug. Anyway. <clears throat> so I got a little tickle in my throat if I clear it once in a while. I apologize. Uh, bear with me But uh, I would ordinarily delay and not uh, drop another podcast, but I feel that there was something that happened at least Something important enough to me uh, That happened and I hope with our listeners happened today. Uh, I decided that I was going to hit <clears throat> A uh, town hall meeting. I've uh, certainly passed. I'm my share of opportunities uh, in lieu of uh, doing other things, but I thought it important to attend one of these meetings. And I always tell people I'm not, I'm not a lobbyist. I'm uh, I'm a source of entertainment. Uh, you know, we're a marketing and advertising uh, firm now. We're, you know, so many other things beyond firearms advocacy. And I mean, we're that too. Uh, we love the idea of educating the public and. Uh, you know giving them a glance you know just a quick peek into the amazing world of firearms and legal firearm ownership here in canada and uh, the world is watching you know and i love that and uh, you know when i was asked that question recently uh you know they said so are you like local or are you like canada wide no and we're global you know and <clears throat> we really do enjoy doing this but it's a lot of work and there are some things that you know i think are really important like attending something like this and of course you know our, our lobby group leaders are there and uh I don't, I don't speak to anybody i just kind of sat myself down as it it already started uh in typical CGV fashion i was a little bit late but uh just looking at the roster <clears throat> for the people that uh, are just tuning in now it was a toronto town hall meeting on the elimination of gun violence And uh, the details of the event were as follows. Uh, Join uh, Member of Parliament Julie De Bruzen and Member of Parliament Nathaniel uh, Ernstkein Smith, hyphen Smith, as they are joined by Honorable Bill Blair, Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime Reduction. And when I say that and I chuckle, I I apologize to. uh, Bill, if he's offended by that, uh, but, but hearing, you know, your name uh, with the Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime Reduction behind it, rather than Chief, you know, Bill Blair, is kind of odd for me. Uh, you know, uh, but, you know, what? you got to give the man his respect. Uh, he's, you know, he served a number of years in a major metropolitan city <clears throat> with millions of people under his care. Uh, You know, he would have done it with integrity, and so, of course, he makes a fantastic selection to sell this idea to the Canadian public. You know, uh, Bill Blair is a a man that the public would respect because he was the chief of police for many years, and he did a good job, and we used to be a safe place, uh, you know, back then, and that doesn't appear to be the case now. So it would make sense to bring back the ghost of Christmas past, uh, you know, to defend the good people of Fair Toronto. And so you pick a guy you can trust, and, of course, that's Bill Blair. And I watch as this uh, town hall meeting, uh, you know, takes place, and I'm thinking that there's going to be some conversation, and they keep talking about having meaningful conversation, you know, about things. And so I'm liking what I'm hearing already because, you know, they're talking about meaningful conversation. And then, of course... Uh, they go on to uh, speak. Uh, one of the keynote speakers there uh, went on to speak about, uh, you know, inner city uh, issues. You know, the uh, troubles uh, surrounding you know gang violence and the things that contribute to it. And I'm hearing a lot of great stuff. You know, investing in the communities and you know, uh, going beyond the obvious. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? Hey, this guy looks like he could be on our side. You know, like he's talking the talk. That's that. That totally makes sense to me so far. You know then. Uh, You know, people bounce around back and forth, you know, throwing in their little bits and bites. Uh, The panel, you know, is a nice looking bunch. And, you know, everybody's in, you know, great, uh, great outfits. They're all uh, suited up, you know, and uh, Billy Blair looks uh, typically serious, you know, and he puts his hands to his face a lot. You know, when he's thinking and I love watching him, you know, uh, and, and listening to him speak, you know, I immediately recognize a man that has sat in that seat, you know, as, as a former police officer, uh, you know, serving the Hamilton community uh, for 20 years. <clears throat> you get to uh, develop an eye, you know, for other police officers in and out of uniform. You can kind of recognize them. They stand differently, you know. They, they talk a little differently. And uh, being a former police officer, it's interesting being on the outside now and, and watching it. But when Bill Blair speaks, he's an articulate man. He's a well-spoken man. He inspires confidence. You, know, uh, you can tell he's sat in that seat. You know, He's been the big guy in this city. And people want to believe him. Uh, I want to believe him. And you know, he, uh, he talks uh, and it speaks well on many issues. And he's not difficult to listen to. More importantly, it's believable. So we get to the point where, you know, uh, somebody makes the mistake. I I believe it was the good doctor. Uh, They had a uh, a doctor there who uh, offered up, uh, you know, some fantastic ideas. Uh, Most of them did. I was really impressed. Uh, I believe uh, he's listed here in the lineup. Dr. Scott Wortley. Uh, Associate Professor of Criminology at the University of Toronto. And, you know, he's a handsome gentleman. And he, uh, you know, he begins to speak uh, as, I guess, a man who served as a medical practitioner. You know, and he comes across, again, you know, quite believable. And I I believe he throws out at some point, uh, you know, a comment that says that, you know, you're more likely to be involved... In uh, a domestic uh, event, you know that may involve violence. If you have a gun in the home, <clears throat> and or something to the effect of you're, you know, you're more likely to commit suicide if you have a gun in the home. You know? and of course, uh, I hear half the crowd, half the room. If you want to call it that, uh, you know, it's a good number of people there. It was uh, there was a pretty good turnout, and about half the, the room you know, just jeered, you know, loudly. Whoa. Right. And of course, you know, people are told to calm down, sit down, please, you know, and, and, and to people that, you know, see the firearm community sort of, uh, get noisy. We appear to be, you know, pretty rowdy bunch. I think I even heard some woman grumble behind me, bullies at one stage, uh, you know, like, but the, 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 the negative, uh, you know, response to what was clearly recognized by the people who had come there to represent that community, uh, you know, would I'm sure lead anyone to believe, you know, hearing it like, you know, loudly coming out like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's the only time, you know, the room sort of bursts into sound and... You know you can tell you startle some people on the other side and you know i i hey i mumbled bullshit underneath my breath too you know like it it you could see though how they divide the room or the room gets divided i mean it's you know people show up and they tend to sit with their friends so it's natural it happens i don't think they're actually physically dividing the room but um you know people people group and so you can hear one half of the room uh, you know, it was filled with gun owners, and I was pretty impressed with the turnout. I, I of course sat on the side with the other team, and <laughs> I thought I'd be brave and kind of get right in there. I could tell right away what side belonged, uh, you know, to the uh, perhaps people that were less versed in firearms and legal ownership. I, you know, I decided to sit over there and see how they were acting, and you know, I saw one lady kind of. <laughs> Look over her shoulder at me a couple of times, and you know all I can really do is smile. But I, I listen though to the way they introduce questions, and of course this is supposed to be—you know—you're supposed to write down a question on the card when you arrive, and you know sign in your name. So, I I managed to, you know, screw up and put my first and last name in the first name box, uh, you know, because we were late and <laughs> I was in a rush, <clears throat> and uh, then of course you know I have to sign off the Canadian gun vault as my email address and you know I'm wondering if this is a good idea but you know what though I'm doing it anyway and I like the idea that they know that I'm there because I decided to take a look at what was going on in that room and I gotta admit I wasn't impressed from the very start you know they're flipping through cards and they're picking and choosing questions and I'm thinking okay you know like that's fair There may be a couple in there that you uh, don't feel like answering, but then they kind of lumped everybody together under one roof and said, well, we've got a whole big handful of cards over here that all kind of seem to revolve around the idea of a ban as a proposed solution, you know, and they said, we'll just handle all these at once, you know, and already I was feeling like, wow, okay, we're just going to cover all topics with, you know, one wave of the hand. And uh, I knew, I knew we weren't gonna get a fair shake based on some of the things I was seeing as soon as I walked into the room. And I wasn't disappointed, you know, uh, when the topic of uh, discussing, uh, you know, how we're gonna address some of these issues uh, was put. And Billy Blair was responding. And of course, it wasn't long before he tripped on the (laughs) landmine. I think I actually winced when I saw it coming and he dropped the fifty percent the fifty the famous infamous fifty percent right? <laughs> apparently, according to the uh, now chief of police at the time of a press conference, he said that fifty percent of all firearms involved in violent crimes are domestically sourced and of course, you know the immediate response from the firearm community is is that you know, that's not true. And, you know, then, of course, people are pushed, and ultimately there's a request made of uh, the freedom of information. Uh, and it comes back that it's some ridiculously low number, uh, much lower than 50%. I think there was something like 9, <clears throat> which is actually more like 3 because they count paintball guns and, you know, air guns and airsoft guns and something that's shaped like a gun. And, you know, but it's, it's something ridiculously low, like 3%. But they're toting this 50%. And it's a well-known fact that the 50% myth was debunked, and quite frankly, the chief looked a little bit, you know, foolish having dropped that number. And people would question, you know, like, hey, um, that's a pretty big difference. That's not like, you know, like 47% or 45%. You know, like we're not talking about like even 10 to 20%. Like we're talking like, like well, wow, like you're like all into 40 and you make that kind of mistake? Like, how did that happen? And it's really called some things into question, especially for a group that historically has been stomped on. Um, you know, so it's, it's already been well, well documented that the 50% is, uh, you know, or was, was either an outright lie, or you know somebody, I said it at the time, I was willing to give uh, Chief Saunders the benefit of the doubt, and that perhaps he was given the wrong information and delivered that. And that was incorrect. So, you know, well over a week ago now, we got, you know, this information that this 50% is an absolutely ridiculously uh, overinflated number and or all the way to an outright lie. And here it is again coming out of Bill Blair's mouth. And immediately people said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we have the numbers right here. And of course, you know, people are being asked to leave that, you know, uh, won't lower their voice. So, like, that, that was the sensation I got is anytime anybody spoke or, or attempted to engage in conversation, which is kind of the reason, uh, you know, we said we were going to be here, that we're going to start to have some intel- intelligent conversation about the issue of addressing violent crime involving firearms in this country, which has nothing to do with the legit- legitimate firearm community. So, we're going to have a discussion, but there is no discussion. They're just throwing these numbers out there, you know, and you're more likely to do this if you have a gun in the house or if you, you know, 50% come from the gun owners and they're saying like, you know, all the the criminals, the criminals tell us where the guns come from. They're coming from, you know, some of them go to the legal gun owners and, you know, and of course, why would they lie? And of course, I'm sitting there saying, well, they're criminals. (laughs) That's what they do. They lie. Like, I don't know. Like, I I know I have never sold anything to anybody that shouldn't have it. I don't think anybody in this room would dare dream of doing that. Uh, Are you saying that your system is flawed and maybe you've let a few slip through the cracks like, you know, uh, is that what you're telling us? Because it's not us. And yet you're making it sort of seem like, you know, to these people that it is us, like 50% of us, uh, you know, are contributing to this somehow like that 50% number. Like, that makes, that makes people angry when you know it's an outright lie. And here it is coming out again out of Bill Blair's mouth and who he, he, at one point puts his hands up and says, well, that's the number I was given. And I was like floored. It was like, whoa, okay. Well, you're the second guy this has happened to, and just spending, like, like, are you guys paying attention? Like, is anybody there? Are you asleep at the wheel? Like, are you incompetent? Or like, do you not know? You know, or worse still, you do know and you just tried to spread that lie again, of course it's going to upset the firearm community. And our response is going to be immediate. And anybody that stands up and says that this is ridiculous is asked to leave. That's not conversation. So, like, if you sit there and you listen to outright lies and you let them spread that, and that's essentially what they're doing. Um, If they don't know, you know, it's untrue or they do know, it really doesn't matter. Lies are being Dispersed. You know, these myths about the legal firearm community being a real problem, um, you know, they're perpetuating. And it was really, really sad to watch because uh, you have two choices. Allow them to spread an outright lie and let them get away with it unchallenged or be asked to leave once you raise your voice and look like a crazy person to the people that, you know, they're trying to cater to. Uh, so those people, those community leaders that actually take the time to show up will take it back to their leaders and that this will spread around. And this is happening at every, you know, in every city. So I would encourage everybody out there to uh, go to the town hall meetings. Uh, if you're within driving distance, uh, I, got, I got hit by a reporter on the way out. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest, I never feel comfortable uh, when I'm talking uh, in front of the camera. Not one of my favorite places to be. You know, you really do have to commit yourself to uh, what comes out of your mouth. And and I'm, and I'm just so unimpressed. If I look pissed off, deep down inside I was because I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I'm looking at Bill Blair, uh, a man I'm supposed to respect. And he's either lied outright or he's not really paying attention to something as important as that kind of number being spread around to the public. And I mean, that's disinformation. Like, I mean, we're, we're going to make sure they get the re- right information. That involves everybody getting to your town meetings, talking to your community leaders, you know, linking up with them. You know, I, I would recommend everybody do that. Um, there's no reason at all why we can't express ourselves in a composed way and say, look, there's some really unfair things that are happening here. Uh, They're considering a handgun ban. Nobody came right out and said it, but I mean, they're looking at some things that I personally, hey, maybe I'm wrong, but like I saw some things kind of emphasized. And if I was listening, I would think that they're going to go after ammunition. Uh, you know, they want to talk about you know that and the the ability to easily acquire ammunition clearly from legal gun owners this is kind of the message that was conveyed. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like again, um, you know, nobody I know does that uh yeah are there some things that could change that you did bring up that were great yeah i heard some really good positive things uh you know come out of their mouths but ultimately i hear the things that definitely could have a negative impact on our community and you could see that they were being challenged they were being challenged by the ccfr they were there uh there there was definitely uh you know a presence of gun owners in the room if you think that you'll go there and you'll be alone you're wrong Uh, I'd like the idea of everybody kind of figuring out where these things are happening and, or, you know, kind of getting ahead of it by speaking to your community leaders ahead of time. Uh, I think there's some really good people out there that are on the fence uh, that could probably go either way, uh, who who could use a good, positive uh, impression of the firearm community. You know, This is important enough to us uh, to do that. And so I encourage everybody to get to any town hall meetings that revolve around these issues uh, to express yourself to your uh, member of parliament uh, by phone. Get somebody on the line. I keep telling people, you know what? Emails are fine, uh, you know, but they can kind of click and hit that automated message response. You know, I really like the idea of people having to take the time. You know, somebody's going to take the time to talk to you. So if you can get through to your member of parliament, uh, you know, uh, place a telephone call, insist on speaking to a person. Uh, I would recommend everybody do that Uh, Definitely speak to your friends and family I've told you how to do that too Uh, Getting people out shooting I mean really uh, if you love this thing You know like most of us do And if you love it enough that you're listening to our podcast I can tell you that it's probably important enough That you get some friends out shooting You know we still got some great weather left I would recommend that anybody do that Uh, Get some people out Talk to them about it And you never know who they might come into contact with uh, that would have uh, some decision making power. So, if you do those things, uh, that would really be a big help. Uh, I gotta thank everybody that's bought the new merchandise. If you like the, uh, <laughs> the Get Off My Lawn t shirt, uh, I gotta tell you, it was inspired by defiance. You know, I, I just I thought about something that would kind of um, you know, convey our dissatisfaction as a firearm community. So, I went with Get Off My Lawn, uh, which I think anybody, uh, who's seen the movie Grant Torino Would probably appreciate uh, You know Seeing Clint Eastwood Growl those words You know And uh, Stick that M1 Grand Into that kid's nose uh, Knowing what a badass He was uh, Clint Eastwood uh, Gives a memorable Performance in this movie If you haven't seen Grant Torino yet It's fantastic uh, I wouldn't I would be a liar If I didn't say It inspired the t-shirt uh, It really has been You know Um something i wanted to do for a while is give you guys something a little more uh with pop uh, definitely we can't go over ports, so we gotta play clean uh, if Clint Eastwood decides to sue me uh, I, I can live with it it's fine uh, but you know I couldn't think of a better guy to get sued by if I've honestly um, you know uh, we've got the hoodies out now uh, I love seeing uh, people wearing our colors I'm going to events I'm seeing people out in them uh, you know we're gonna get a little more subtle with our, our use of logos um, You'll notice, and uh, definitely, uh, definitely, digging the long sleeve T-shirt is uh, is great. But if you're looking for a, a new hoodie, something cozy to wear in the winter, uh, be uh, be really impressed with uh, what we are delivering. I, I, you know, I, it sounds really ridiculous to get excited about a clothing line, but like this thing has grown so much uh, over the course of the last year and a half. Uh, it's been really, uh, really challenging in many ways, uh, but exciting for me and uh, you know to deliver to you guys some uh, some new gear uh, is fun for me and uh, certainly we're going to continue to deliver the uh, same performance uh, that we do and uh, we hope you enjoy it share it with your friends uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on youtube we're growing there and as always canada don't forget to shoot straight and stay safe